sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Hey, did you know there is a difference between being rude, being mean, and being bullied? I'm Nikki Newman, and you're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. We have some guests here with us today, um, and co-host also, um, Selena is on mic, she's back. Hi. And Tamara. Hey, you guys. And Celeste, my co-host. Hi. Cecilia's not here. She's doing Cecilia things. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have an article here today, and it's titled, um, Rude vs. Mean vs. Bullying. Defining the Differences, and the author is um, Sign Whitston. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, so we were just going to go around and kind of define what the three things were, read a little bit of the article with some examples, and I'll turn it over to you, Tamara. Okay. I, um, I've got it here. I'm going to let you guys know, too, that she's a licensed therapist and natural, a national educator on bullying. She's the author of three books, including Friendship and Other Weapons, Group Activities to Help Young Girls Cope with Bullying. So she's a bit of an authority on the subject. And we liked this article a lot because I think it's important for parents and and students to understand the differences between these because I think a lot of times I don't know they get everything gets thrown into the category of bullying which is not accurate she tells us a story in the beginning of the article and and the article is in the Huffington Post parents by the way if you want to just find it yourself Um, I personally read every word and thought it was fantastic that was an awesome article mm mm-hmm very timely for parents who have school-aged children. So as a therapist and, and, a, and a known author, she's often um, engaged with parents sharing their stories of, quote, bullying behavior. And she tells us a story in the beginning about um, how a daughter had gotten off the bus. Mom's telling her the story. The daughter had gotten off the bus, and a boy had thrown leaves in her face. And this was terrible bullying behavior. And the doctor is quick to say, um, yes, well, that's not appropriate. Um, It's definitely not in the bullying category. And she goes on to give us a definition of rude behavior. And rude behavior is the inadvertently saying or doing something that hurts someone else. She also gives an example in the article about a family member that's always talking to her and telling her, you know, have you thought about coloring your hair? And apparently she has like this beautiful curly red hair. I think that'd be so pretty. <laughs> I know. Right? So pretty red hair. I know. But this one family member thinks she's helping her by telling her should right. you should dye your hair. Um, you look better when it's straightened. These kinds of things. Now, they may seem mean, um, but... But the author of the article goes on to say that it's the intention in which this family member is saying them. She's coming from a place of love. Place of love. And she's not necessarily meaning to hurt her feelings, but she inevitably does. Right. (laughs) She goes on to say, I think it's important, um, I'm going to read from the article now. It says, on their own, any of these behaviors could appear to be elements of bullying. But when you look in the context of these incidences of rudeness, they're usually spontaneous, unplanned, and based on thoughtlessness, poor manners, or narcissism. But it's not actually meant to hurt somebody. 
So that's a def- her definition of rudeness. So I think, Selena, you're going to talk to us a little bit about mean behavior. I am. Okay, so in this article, her definition is of mean is being purpo- or is purposely saying or doing something that to hurt someone or someone else. It would it would happen maybe once or twice, but it, not a lot. So, like the distinction between rude and mean is like the intention mm-hmm. that the kid or the person has, and uh, being rude is sometimes unintentional. Like you don't really mean to say it. Like. It just sometimes comes it just kind of mm-hmm. slips or you didn't it's a personality like, trait yeah. it's a personality trait <laughs> so like it or thing. not <laughs> or sometimes you might be trying to help them it just comes out wrong but being mean is just you're being malicious to them yes. you're just out to hurt them but you're not doing it over and over again which would constitute bullying and also i'd like to point out that meanness can be met with meanness it's mm-hmm. not um equal opportunity yeah, yeah it's not one-sided so well, like can be but examples of like being mean would be like you're so fat or ugly or telling someone that I hate you or you look fat in that dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that dress makes you look fat. That dress makes you look your butt look big. With like, the intention of causing that person pain. Yes. I think it's different than rudeness because someone might say that in a rude connotation and not mean to be hurting your feelings. I don't know how anyone could say something that mean and think it well, was they could rude say your but your looks big in that dress because i wouldn't mind that exactly. <laughs> I exactly so it's but. the intention um and then there's bullying um which is basically intentionally aggressive behavior repeated over time that involves an imbalance of power which i think is a big one because um the imbalance of power i think is the big one because with meanness meanness can be met with meanness but bullying it's one person that's the aggressor victimizing another kid or person, whoever mm-hmm. you are. Um, the article says experts agree that bullying essential. Experts agree that bullying entails three elements: an intent to harm, a power, a power imbalance, and repeated acts or threats of aggressive behavior. Kids who bully say or do something intentionally hurtful to others and they keep doing it with no sense of regret or remorse even when targets of bullying show or express their hurt and tell the aggressor aggressor to stop mm-hmm. that's super important delineation between those three things so meanness she's saying is a kind of a one or two thing that you know someone is actually trying to hurt your feelings but they're not doing it on an ongoing basis and right. bullying they're just over and over again over like over picking again. at like you, they're the picking target at you. yeah like mm-hmm. there is they are out picking for you, you out they yeah the you. article said that says there's also like three different types mm-hmm. so there could be like a physical aggression verbal aggression actually i'm sorry for um relational aggression and cyberbullying mm-hmm and they're all really key, important. I mean, the physical stuff, I think, is very um, time, like timeless. I think like people in my generation identify with that type of bullying. Like you're going to get shoved in a locker. You're going to get beat up after school. Right. And that stuff definitely still goes on today. The verbal aggression, and uh, the, uh, the author of the article goes on to say this, that back in my day when I was younger, parents used to say, well, you just need to ignore it. But nowadays they're saying, no, actually verbal bullying is something to take very seriously. And it and it causes a lot of pain. And I think adults are finally starting to realize that now. Because words can hurt people. Big time. And for a long time. Not just in the moment. 
the relational stuff is interesting. Um, and what did you guys think about this? Because they were saying that um, it's the threat of taking a friendship away. Uh, yeah, that is really like a big thing because I've been in situations where like the person is supposed to be my like best friend, but really they're just, I'm just following behind them because I'm afraid mm-hmm. to leave them. Mm-hmm. And they're my only friend because I've always been in a situation where I didn't really have a lot of friends. I've just had one or two and I would end up following behind them because I don't know. I didn't know how to stand up for myself and that Mm -hmm. like it happens in like, if you're old enough for a relationship, it can happen in that too. Big time. Like if you're scared to leave them, then you end up getting stuck with them and it could be potentially harmful to you. You bet. Well said. Well said. Good job. What do you guys think about the last one here, the cyberbullying? This is a big one in your generation. um, One of the most, it's something that your parents don't exactly know how to deal with because Mm -hmm. it's a new generation type thing. And I think it's the most, one of the most hurtful because it's a constant reminder. It's always there. It's always in your face. It's, you can't escape it. And even if you're not, on it it's still out there and it's still being published and it's still all about you and being focused on you and i think that's what hurts and it's horrible because it spreads so much easier too the thing that i don't like is that they have they have the audacity to like make fun of you on like all these sites like twitter instagram facebook whatever but then when it comes to being face to face that's when they chicken out and they don't do anything they do it like that because they are scared they're scared they mm-hmm. feel that they have more power of over you if they're behind a computer Absolutely. screen. Well, we are going to take a break. I'm Nikki Newman. I'm Celeste. I'm Selena. And you're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. Yay. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. 
I'm Nikki Newman, and we're still here with Celeste, Tamara, and Selena. <laughs> we're talking about um, mean versus bullying versus rude. And we left off with cyberbullying and how great of an effect that has on our lives. It's because huge. our lives are circled around social media mm-hmm. and having your phone and just everything. It's just all the time. It's 24-7, and that's why it's such a big deal. It's a big deal. And I want to talk to moms for just a minute, too. And, you know, here at Paper Hope, we've been talking about this for years because watching my own daughter go through high school and, and seeing the effects of cyberbullying, like, it's mind-blowing if you don't have a perspective. Think about it this way. If your child... Well, first, I want to back up to moms. Moms, when we were bullied in school, like it happened on the playground. And you can escape from it. Like, you can, at your house. Yeah, you can go home. Yeah. You go home at night and you could, you could even lie to yourself about it and pretend that it never happened because when you went to school the next day, they could be like, yeah, I saw you doing blah, blah, blah. What did, was it? Wasn't me. You exactly. could totally, totally dismiss it and it goes away so much more quickly. But today, it doesn't happen that way because it's caught on film. And not only is your community seeing it, now the dude in Australia is seeing it and the kids in Europe are seeing it. And not only are they commenting flagrant and foul comments, you have to, you see, if you go and engage and see that, you yourself are now being and bullied by people around the world. One of the most um, difficult things is also is that it's not only that they're commenting on it, period, it's that most of them are negative and they're an entire they're antagonizing the situation yep. and it's not like they're trying to mediate or stand up nope. for anybody. It's more like, yeah, you get her. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, like me, I don't go anywhere without my phone. I'm probably the most technology attached person you'll ever meet. <laughs> so, and like, that's a problem because I've been in that situation. I'm still in that situation. Like the other day I was sitting at a tennis match and I was getting questions on a, on mm-hmm. a social media talking about how I was ugly and I looked like a man. And that's, not okay because i was sitting at this tennis match like what do i even do yeah, and where did it come from yeah like they, what started it these you know were the anonymous questions talking about me and this boy that i was with and nobody was there to save me only nikki was nikki was the only person that stood up for me in that and but i find it very frustrating because i feel like you're letting it happen and i feel like that's what a lot of teenagers do today like they don't know what to do about it they don't know where to turn they don't know and then there's nobody there to stand up for them or mm-hmm. be by their side so then they're just in it alone totally being totally bullied yeah right? see what i what i my fault in this was i didn't put a stop to it i just kind of like it kind of tried to blow it off like she was like oh, you're yeah. probably right i do yeah. look more like a man you're than probably Jake. right no, she doesn't look well, like she doesn't man. no um, like I didn't try, I didn't try, I didn't, I didn't delete the social media. I just let it go because I figured that it would blow off because that's how I was always taught to handle things is mm-hmm. just don't let it get to you and just lift your head up and don't let other people bring you down. Mm-hmm. Even though it may hurt, it's only going to hurt for a second. It's like getting a cut oh, or so, getting a rock thrown at you. As a parent hearing that, like that's like old school parenting. That's like how I was parented. I was parenting like rub it in the dirt. It's not supposed to hurt you. Get over it, you mm-hmm. know, and move on. And 
that's really not what's going on here with these types of activities, like meanness and the bullying and the way that it's escalated with this celebrity culture that we've talked about on this show with people actually wanting to be acknowledged for being mean. It's actually a planned event. And I don't know if parents listening Mm -hmm. understand that it is, it is something that is orchestrated. People are told to get their phones. Um, and, and largely administration can't even control it. So this is what our kids are going to school with every day. And another thing with cyberbullying, they like they have new social media like Twitter and Facebook and people can at you or call you out and then it's just there mm-hmm. and they can add other people so that they can just keep commenting and commenting. Mm-hmm. And the more like on Twitter, the more it's retweeted, the more people see it. Yep. So it's not going to go away and the more people are going to comment on it. Like me, my I'm, friends see it and the person that retweeted their friends see it and their friends see it. And it's she, just, it I was a victim of it's mob mentality. Like, what do you get through all this like uh, yeah i was a victim of it this you morning get power i, I you saw get make another person feel small and you get to feel all big and bad and have that person feel mm-hmm. inferior to you it's a I, control issue it's control issues it happened to me this morning i saw a tweet about my friend and see i don't handle that very well <laughs> <laughs> i don't handle people talking about my friends or my family or my like me with if people talk about me that's okay because i just rub it off but when people i know they can't like really stand up for themselves i feel the need to stand up for them through through it so i felt the need to comment on the twitter and then there were like eight different people commenting on it on the status and it just kept going on it's still going on right now actually as we speak so um with your friend and whoever that is (laughs) um I feel like maybe she wanted or he wanted to just put an end to it and try to ignore it. And I feel like sometimes that's the best thing to do, even though we're saying that's an old school parenting. It's not like if you don't see it, yeah, it's still there, but you're oblivious to it more because if it gets, if you see it, you can act like it doesn't hurt you, but still, it's still frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, let's let's evolve the old school parenting. So the old school parenting would be rub it in the dirt, ignore it. This in this day and age, even this doctor wants you to acknowledge that it hurts. Like this stuff hurts. I think that's first and foremost. It's not something that you can just be like, "Oh, it didn't bother me." And I don't care. And no, we do care. Like it hurts. It it takes practice to be able to be like that because right. I'm still at the point where like I've been bullied since 7th grade year. I'm a I'm at the end of my freshman year now and I've been I've been bullied. Like it hurts. It's over and over again by the same repetitive people still at the end of my freshman year it's the same person and but i feel like that's when you need to get other people you need to get other people into it or family or Mm -hmm. just administration or yeah yeah if they're not doing anything about it like they like it's hard to just accept the fact that it hurts and accept the fact that it's happening you need to get help Mm -hmm. because me, my pride is my biggest issue. I feel, I've always been taught that if you feel the need, if you need to get someone in other, other than yourself and your family into it, then you're just giving up. And that's not what I was taught. And I feel like my pride gets in the way of everything. I don't feel like a lot of people, they have. I would agree. I don't think you're alone in feeling that way. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I think a lot of people actually feel, um, embarrassed by reaching out for help and feel like it's a sign of weakness when you reach out for help. And on the same side of that, um, but a different perspective, not that there may be, um, their pride would be hurt, but they're literally like afraid. Oh yeah. Like that they can't. Like, you bet. 
the yeah. I feel like fear of repercussion, really you bet. Like if you flex the authority and you're going to rally the troops and get help that, yeah, there could be serious repercussions. Yeah. And um, yes, I think in the next segment, we're going to talk about some remedies for it, but, um, my ego gets in the way a lot too. Like if I were to get, if I were, I have a really big ego. Like if I were to get help, if I were to get help, I would feel like, and I told the person, I'd feel like I'm letting them win. And then they'd feel like they won because they, I felt the need to go to someone else and I couldn't just handle it myself. And that makes me weak. So it would hurt my ego and my pride. And I just kind of like shrivel up into myself. I think it's so important that you say that though, and that you're very brave about announcing that because it's true. And I, I don't know. I think at some point we have to figure out what is the, what is the best thing for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Is it to let our pride and our ego stand in the way of getting the help and really acting a, acting in a way that's going to get you away from the situation or is it going to just exacerbate the situation by constantly letting your pride and your ego drive you? Mm-hmm. I, I believe me, I'm, I'm a victim of that as well. Like my own ego, my own pride, like can get the better of me in these situations. And, and like we've talked about before, like bullying and being mean doesn't end when you become an adult. Like right. it does not end. I hate to say that because I like mean people everywhere <laughs> no, and they don't go away. I'd like to tell you that it ends and that when you enter the adult world that you're suddenly going to all oh, get along and yeah. it's going to be and great. I, I feel like that's where parents get it wrong because parents do tell you that, oh, when you get older and when you get into high school to go away. Like my parents have always told me that, especially in seventh and eighth grade when I was at this school and I was hated and shunned and <laughs> and my parents, they always just told me, oh, when you get into high school, it'll all go away. No. And it, it, it didn't. It definitely gets worse. It got a it lot worse, It gets actually. worse. It's like the gas pedal goes down and it gets worse. Yeah, I, I think what happens when you get into like college and into your adult life, you have more control. So it's not like it goes away. It, it gets better in the aspect that you are in more control and you have more availability to get solutions outside of just being trapped. Because when you're in high school, you're just trapped there with It's a maturity people. issue. Well, some of those people don't mature. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> on that note, we will take a break. I'm Nikki Newman. I'm Celeste. And I'm Selena. And we also need help a responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel.
cooking. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Nikki Newman, and we are here with Tamara and Celeste and Selena, and we're talking about um, what it means um, to be mean and versus being bullied and versus being rude. Um, we're talking about trying to have an evolution of like the way parents are Absolutely. raising their kids and dealing with... Um, being bullied or like what it all entails. So um, I know that more and more kids or parents will be like, no, my kid's being bullied. Mm-hmm. And it's less that they're being bullied because it's a one-time situation or it's not to an extreme. So I feel like it's um, more like a the boy who cried wolf phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I'm being bullied, but it really, it's just, it's yeah. not really. There's, there's two type. there's two different types of parents out there. There's the parents that are over sympathetic and then there's my parents. That... <laughs> 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 We're making our producer cough. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. But just let it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Just, <laughs> they don't sympathize. They don't, yeah. it's almost like they don't understand. They don't. They're trying to understand. They do. But. They're getting better. They're, they they are. are getting better. Step by it, step. It, it, it was really bad. I want to speak to those parents, too, because my parents were just like that. My father was always like, cowboy up, Tamara. I didn't raise a weakling. And I would always be like, oh, but I... Yeah, uh, my dad, uh, he tells me he's stopped acting like a girl. But I am a girl. I am a girl. <laughs> so just in... A, I'm totally taking a sidebar here. But for parents like that, because like my parents are just adorable like i love my parents so much they they do what they know with the tools they have Mm -hmm. and so if parents are doing that it's this is why the show is here it's for us to try and help give some light on your lives so that you can then let the show listen with them and be like hey did you hear that they're having the same problem i feel like we're kind of like the same way here i'm not gonna cowboy up yeah i'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) like my bowl of ice cream please like my second my seventh grade year it was my first year at that school and the first day at that school i knew no one and this girl she started a rumor about this other girl and she this girl that 
had the rumor started about her. She still hates me. She's the, still the <sighs> aggravator <laughs> to this day. So she had, she turned the whole school against me. I sat by myself every day at lunch. I sat in the bathroom. That's why when people tell me, oh, I sit in the bathroom at lunch, I tell them, I pick your head up. That. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> and so <laughs> totally. this girl, she tried to fight me in the McDonald's parking lot. Like for real, how low do you have? She followed me from school to the McDonald's and tried to fight me. The police were called, and I almost got put in the back of a cop I car. I'm like, like, hey, girl, I'm just trying to get fat right now. Please leave me And so, <laughs> like, my McDonald's on. the rest of that year, I had no friends. I didn't talk to anyone. My eighth grade year, it still carried over. She was talking bad, because she was a, a grade over me. So she's at the high school talking bad about me. Isn't that lovely? She's an older girl. Yeah, at the high school that I was going to have to go to, I didn't even want to go there. So that made it even worse. I had no friends. I had one person that I talked to on a regular basis and I just followed behind her. She ended up being the bully behind everything. And so that's even worse. She, That girl moved away. I still didn't talk to anyone. And now I'm in the ninth grade and this girl is still pushing it she is Isn't still funny when they can't like let she, it go it's almost she's like, like she's intim- she's yeah oh totally it's almost like she's she intimidated be because you. I had okay so she her and this boy it's always they, against boy. It always Ooh, we have boys to, are trouble. Girls, stay away from boys. No, we have to I talk like, about that for just one like second. I don't like when people say that. It really aggravates me because I was in a conflict um, earlier this school year, and it was like the principal was like, "Oh, it's always it's always because of a boy." And I was like, "I'm not fighting because of a boy. I would never stoop to that level." Like, right? Get but out I of think town. I. But from what I know, I do want to insert myself just for a moment because, like. People listening, you girls here, I know you guys aren't doing this, but like it is super common for girls to compete for the attention of boys. And in fact, in our research, when we looked at like mean girl behavior, that was the number one reason why girls were being mean to one another was the attention from boys. And this it just irritates me so much that girls stoop to that crazy. level. I would and never get in a fight over a guy. Like, grow up. This girl. So many oh, she's, I feel sorry. I know. Like, I, know, I, I feel very passionately. Me too. This I totally girl, do. I had the boy that she was with. Like, he broke up with her to talk with me. Ooh. And so. And like, it happens, she, right? He's still underhanded. He, like, cut it off with me to go back with her. And she's still making underhanded comments. And so. This goes back to cyberbullying. She started making underhand, underhanded comments on Twitter. And so I just commented, say it with your chest. Like, if you're going to say something about me, have the audacity to come and say it to my face. You say it with your chest you. instead mm-hmm. of being underhanded because she knows I follow her. She knows she follows me. It's meant so to be mean. So she knows I see them. It's meant to be mean and to hurt your feelings. But and really, it's meant for you to... It. Mm-hmm. and provoke a reaction to, yeah. and that's so that unfollow her this, and block her this girl mm-hmm. she's talking about because my birthday's monday my birthday happy is monday. birthday so she um she i got a new dress my i know it's I okay got, he's that, adjusting volume i got a new i got a new dress for my birthday that i have that i'm supposed to wear on monday back to school because it's our first day back from spring break and she's talking about how she's gonna throw things on my dress because this dress is like the love of my life i'm in love with this dress and so she people are so strange she's talking about understand. how she's gonna throw things at me and get all of the people to throw eggs at me because that's the thing at our schools people throw eggs at you if they don't like that's you. mature and, they, and i'm like oh my god so How now i'm even like bring eggs to school i I'm could like, not get to school with like i'm scared to go eggs. to school They'd be all broken because, <laughs> because i'm gonna get three things Obviously. thrown in my bright yellow dress that is my favorite dress so and i cute. don't want yellow. it to get broken 
I say you walk in there with your head held high. And if people start doing that stuff, it's on them. Mm-hmm. Like it's still work it. Even if you have eggs on it. Yeah. <laughs> still just work it. it. Like it goes with my dress. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. What did I wanted to point out? I think Nikki, you were, you were getting to this point when you were talking about the importance of, of delineating between these three types of behavior. Yeah. The author, the doctor speaks about this. I didn't know if you wanted to catch up on that before we talk about like what we can do to per, to kind of protect ourselves from these behaviors. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think it's important that you wait, which, which part do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about, um, the, the distinct, I can't speak. Yeah, the distinction. Let me try the distinction. Yeah. Yes. Between them. So, um, well, we did give you guys the definitions, mm-hmm. but I, I gave you examples. I have your, her words right here. If you want me to read them. Yeah. So in the article, Um, In the Huffington Post, um, she says it is important to distinguish between rude, mean and bullying so that teachers, schools and administration administrators, police, youth workers, parents and kids all know to pay attention um, and how to intervene. As we have heard too often in the news, um, children, uh, a children's future may depend on a non jaded adults ability to discern the difference between rudeness at the bus stop and a life altering bully experience. Yes. Like this is how like things happen, like school shootings and Mm -hmm. uh, like bombings because these kids get pushed the edge and nobody stops it. Like they keep picking at you and picking at you. Yeah. They keep picking at you. And and I think that administration, they see it and they don't do anything. A lot of times they don't. I think that for the kids that are having that, like, that negative attention on them like they just want it to be over and they don't like I'm speaking from personal experience like um you don't go to authority because you don't think it's going to get that bad right you don't think that like you're you're, like if you're not used to like being in this sort of environment and you're not used to like being under attack you're just like what's happening right now like there's no way completely there's no way that this could get worse and then it does and then it's too late to you're like in the middle between, oh, should, you, should you tell somebody Then about it goes it, from or... meanness to bullying directly. Totally. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very important to, when you start to recognize like rude behavior, I think like the author says in this article, rude behavior has a different intention than meanness or bullying. So maybe you sit down with that person and be like, hey, what you said was really rude and it hurt my feelings. Sometimes that other person is going to go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then you kind of have. And then you got that just mean group of people that like that laugh at and you. And more times like, than not, I feel coward. like it's like, so yeah. what? Deal with it. Like, yeah. yeah. I, no, I would like agree. You. I feel like this generation, they're mean. They're ruthless. They will a lot of girls do anything are mean. to even the boys now. Yeah. The boys are getting worse than the girls. Like, I think I have more drama with boys than I do with girls. Like, yeah. the only Opposite. girl drama I have is with that one girl. Yeah. And all the other ones, it's boys that just talk and talk and talk. It's so true. And I think a lot of it has to do with that celebrity culture that we talk about. Like in my day, there was no place for me to have a pseudo kind of celebrity status on Facebook where everyone was talking about me like, you know, a tabloid magazine. And that's what Facebook and some of the social media is. Well, sorry to interrupt you, but we do have to take a break. I am Nikki Newman. I'm Celeste. And I'm Selena. And you're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. (laughs) 
What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Nikki Newman, and we have Celeste and Cameron Selena. We are still talking about mean versus bullying versus rudeness and um we left off with camera talking about um like rudeness like how i think a good way of approaching rudeness like we said in the last segment is to take that person aside privately and say hey what you said hurt my feelings and i don't know that you knew that right but sometimes that doesn't always work and then we are kind of at a loss for words and yeah i would love to give helpful advice but i feel like i'm kind of too like in it right now? Yeah. Like in when the middle you're in, of high school. To when, when you're in high school, you're too and... close to it. So a tactic that Rio and I have employed in this is when you start getting into like the escalated stuff, like mean behavior and then even bullying and cyberbullying, um, the best thing you can do is remove yourself from it. And I'm not saying that it won't follow you because it could follow you. But what you can do to start with is block those people from your social media experience. And if you can't block them, like in this question app that you were talking about, Selena, it's best to either deactivate your account for a little while or don't engage in it. Mm-hmm. And this is very difficult. I'm not sitting... It's probably one of the most difficult things. I, I would very, agree. very bad at it. Actually. I am too, actually. Like I, I will completely agree with you because like, like I said, this behavior doesn't go away when you become an adult. It's actually very sick to see it kind of play out in high school and then see these people out in like the real world or the adult world. See, I'm probably the worst at it because again, there's like the parents that tell you not to engage and just like, like Tamarin Rio, they just don't engage. And then mm-hmm. there's my parents that just tell everyone, just if someone's bothering you, you need to confront them. If they try and hit you, you need to hit back. They, and I'm all about a defending yourself stance. Like yeah. I'm not one to say you should just let someone beat the pulp out of you. Cause Rio's had experience too, where a girl laid hands on her and Rio put her in her place. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to the principal's office and it was really nice. So yeah, I'm not saying that you sarcasm. I know it wasn't nice. Cause this was very frustrating experience for us. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen because there are going to be a lot of times where your administration lets you down and they don't see the whole thing because they're tired and they just don't, they don't 
engage in it. Um, so what you guys can do to protect yourself is don't engage in it. You're going to have to block people that come at you. Um, it's the hardest when it's in person. I feel like for me, I know with Selena, it's probably more social media because people don't confront her more. But with me, I feel it's more like when somebody's like coming at me, like they're like, you're blah, 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 blah. And it's just hard to be like, okay. Thanks. Yeah, see, I awesome. have, I am. Yeah, because it hurts. I yeah. I have the pro- I have the biggest problem with like confrontation because if you confront confront me, I will probably just stand there being start shaking because I cannot I freeze up. But as soon as you put me behind a computer screen or uh, right. like a phone, uh it's on it's like dangerous. Donkey Kong. Well, it yeah. is just dangerous period. going down. Yeah, but and that's slope. where I think a lot of kids echo your sentiment, Selena, because it's you're more embraced, you're um, emboldened when you're behind the computer. And it's real easy to let loose words slide when you don't actually see the reaction on that person's face. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to take in person. And, um, sometimes, and you have time to think about it. Like, oh, I could say this and that would really get them. And when you're in person, yeah, they're just like doing me, it. You're like, uh. I'm a very mm-hmm. passive person, but if you're going to come up to me, I'll stand there and I'll like, retort back to you but chances are they will be very bad retorts and i'm not i don't want to fight you but if you're gonna like instigate me and instigate me and get in my face as soon as you get in my face it's going down it's gonna happen and i think that's not something that you should learn no like i do not don't do it at home. Don't do it. Don't. Well, don't do not do it and that's why being the parent at the table, I, you know, I absolutely understand what you're saying. And I, I, I am really sick about a lot of like what goes on in your guys' high school. Like it just makes me crazy. Rio had a very similar experience, um, in her high school time too, because it's like, your guys are all trapped in this one spot and you don't have a way out. Yeah. And so it- when you have someone that's constantly coming at you, like it, at your face or like in person with you, you actually do have to walk away. You yeah. have to get adults involved because this isn't going to be something that you're going to be able to navigate by yourself. I, I and- hate to say it, but these kids that you're interacting with, they're not, they're not going to react in the way you want them mm-hmm. to. And these kids, there's only... A, there's like a total of 750 kids at my school it's a tiny school mm-hmm. and so like and we we have the laptop so they don't we barely talk to each other right so like even i've been attacked through messages in my school email mm-hmm. like we get emails to contact teachers and other students about homework and they've used it to attack me that needs to be so, reported to your school have you done that yes okay and so there's not because really that like, the administration lets you go. <laughs> and so there's not really anything you can do about it because everybody contacts each other through social media. Yeah. So. But you can choose to just to not engage in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I feel like if you really just want to be like happy and carefree, just don't have any social media. <laughs> and it's not far from the truth. Like some of the girls that Rio went to school with that also had like the same experience with Rio had like bullies and stuff that like pushed them around at school. They deactivated their Facebook. They weren't out on Twitter. I've been thinking about doing it. I've deleted the Twitter app from my phone. I, I think it's fabulous. Idea. See, I want to do it. I'm like, I like, start i like hold the hold the button down and click the x and then as soon as it gives me are you sure uh, nope because i am so attached to social sure. media i feel like the rest of our society is so attached sure. to social media that they can't do it how about this how about this is a compromise because i myself we were talking about this in planning it is very hard there are there are adult people in my life that make me crazy and i don't want to go spy on them but i feel like ooh, wouldn't it be good to just see them doing something bad wouldn't that be fun and so i can't and you guys can't so let's take it in small increments maybe give yourself a week 
mm-hmm. without some social media and see how that goes and, and find different ways to interact with your true friends, the people that you really care about and those who care about you and do that on a face to face basis versus through social media. See if you can give yourselves a week without it and see what happens. I think that's a good compromise. It's always there for you at the end of the week if you can't handle it. But then during this week, while you don't have it, think about things that made you feel good during that week. Yeah. Like even when I get like grounded, mm-hmm. because I'm in trouble a lot. <laughs> like when I, if I get grounded, I don't, I don't get like, I don't have my phone or my iPod. Right. So, like, some of the best I times get, for me when, yeah. I'm, when I'm grounded in the middle of my grounding. Like it's just like such a good like refresher. And it's because you literally can't have your yeah. phone. I think there's that like, because it's not a self-control. It's more like I literally can't have it. And it's just like you start to reconnect with like more I, of your family members. It's like you're going you through a withdrawal because you have it and it's open and then you miss it. Like I get ang- sure. like I get anxiety when I don't ha- know where I my phone is or I don't have my totally phone. Totally get because that. Because I can't check what other people are doing. It's like I think that's why. But you just said it. I, I do. You just said it. I'm the most nosy person you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> that's I the problem. I feel the need to be an <laughs> I feel the need. That's what social media is for. So you can check up on other people. No. Like. It's not. Actually. <laughs> let me back up. Let me stop you right there. That is not what social media. That is what teenagers have made social media. Social media is meant to connect us. It's meant for you to find an environment of like-minded people that share your mm-hmm. thoughts, dreams, and passions, and that they support you. If you're using social media to spy on other people oh, I'm a spy. and to get a rise out of it, maybe you should take a break and kind of reevaluate it's not why, it's not why you're I'm, on the yeah. network in the first it's place. Not that I'm getting mama for, bear on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not like I'm lo- it's not that I'm looking for a rise out of it. It's just to see what the people that I cut off are doing. Cause so then you, you cut got them you off. Didn't for cut a them off. I cut them off, and then like, just because I know they're doing the same thing to me, so I feel. But it doesn't matter at that point. They like they aren't, and, and that's what I want to impress on people. Yeah, you and people where listening. The ego comes back in. Exactly. So you have to check your ego at the door and be like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anyone says about me if I'm not engaging in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that it doesn't hurt because it does. It sucks. Like. It sucks. I don't like it when people say bad things about me either. In fact, I'm deeply affected by it. It would be false for me to sit here and say, don't worry about it. So try it. Give it a, give it a try to disconnect. And, and to our viewers too. You and try to our viewers, try it, you guys. That and see. Our challenge to you. I want to hear from you guys and hear how it went. So one last thing. I know we're running short on time, but at, as you dismiss yourself from social media what you should you go- blog about it but Bl- well what are you going to replace Journal it with it. yeah what are you going to replace it with because there's a lot you guys spend 16 hours a day i don't know if you knew that or not but you spend 16 hours a day engaging in in technology mm-hmm. and media so replace it with something that's better for you like running yeah, see, or like, hiking, like when hiking, i go back to school or- monday i don't have time for social media like my phone is turned off during school and then right after school i have tennis and right after Perfect. tennis i have volleyball and right this after week will volleyball, be easy then it's terrible yeah, so I feel like we should we should journal about it and we could bring it up next Heck show and yeah. see see how it went for us. Um, but thank you to our guests. <laughs> sorry Tamara. to get riled up. I'm sorry. Tamara and <laughs> Selena, thanks for being here. Anytime, guys. Um, I'm Nikki Newman and I'm Celeste. And I'm here. Selena. <laughs> <laughs> We're Paper Hope Street Team. Um, Did you like that? Big time. Yeah, that was, that was, that was really too. bad. Sorry. We could be an acapella group. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> this show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Network. Up next, a track from Kidstar Album of the Month. Woohoo! 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. from Bookworm, and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther with Gravy Stain. Gravy, it gets on your clothes. Like while you eat it, and it comes out to no woes. Baby, I see what you weigh. on your plate Now your mom is screaming Milton's not a game Now mommy is all insane but a baby steak It's a great big game to clean a gravy
Farber, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org.